This Talking Flutes podcast is kindly sponsored by Trevor James Flutes, making life sound beautiful. You can show them some flute love by following them on Instagram at TJ Flutes, Trevor James Flutes on Facebook and at trevorjamesflutes.com. Welcome this week to Talking Flutes Extra with me, Jean-Paul Wright. And joining me on this very special pre-Christmas podcast going out on the 18th of December from New York and via Zoom is the wonderful, talented, Swedish-American, German, in fact, a complete potpourri of nationalities, the wonderful Elsa Nilsson. Hi, Elsa. Hi, Jean-Paul. Thank you so much for having me back. I love doing these. <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure. You'll have to excuse me. I've actually got a frog in my... Well, not literally a frog in my throat, but I, you know, I've got, I've got the a coughs. A metaphorical frog? A metaphorical... That's the problem, you see. You may be Swedish, but your grasp of the English language sort of turns most people upside down. So, yes, a metaphorical <laughs> frog in one's throat. <laughs> yes. Elsa, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm having I'm having some fun with uh, glitter. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to that. We will get back to the glitter. Now, the reason for this call is you've got a new album. I do. Um, one of the things that happened with the world shutting down and me having all this extra time is I have had all this extra time to make music. Um, so this record is called it's called Dark Is Light Is. Um, which is a circular thing. Dark is light, as dark is light, as dark is light. It just keeps going. Um, and it's it's Swedish traditional songs for the holiday of Lucilla, which happened on, was it Sunday? Mm-hmm. Um, on the 13th, which is a celebration of the return of light. Oh. My band and I have been playing this music in New York for eight years, and this is the first year we haven't done a Lucilla show. So we decided to make a record instead well, of you, that music. You've just answered what I thought was a very weird title for an album. Dark is light <laughs> is, and you think it's two is's, but as you, you, as you quite said, it's like it's a looping, isn't it? Dark is light is, dark is light is, dark is light is, yes. Yeah, and if you see, if you see the, the cover of the album, you'll see the, the image of it, which is the words written in a circle. Oh, it was yeah. just really a decision of which word to put first, but it's a cycle. <laughs> is, is light, is dark. That was an option. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it depends which way you come in on the circle, isn't it? Yep. So tell me about it. Of- so you, this is the first year, obviously. Is New York still shut down? Um, pretty much. I mean, there's, there was some indoor dining for a bit, um, Venues definitely aren't open. People are doing live streams, but yeah. in terms of concerts for audiences, there were some over the summer that were in parks and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's basically still shut down. And eight months later, and you've gone through some dark times, but you're smiling. It's a it's a reflex. <laughs> <laughs> how no? How are you? As we're coming into this sort of festive season, and I have to ask this because you obviously grew up in Sweden where mm-hmm. the typical image of Christmas sort of, sort of it, 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 it comes to me that if you're going to grow up anywhere at Christmas, you'd be in Scandinavia because you have snow and you have Father Christmas or Santa Claus, whatever you call him. And everything mm-hmm. is perfect because you have the Christmas trees, the proper Christmas trees. Oh, yeah. You don't have to do anything. It's, it's there. No work. <laughs> so what, what's the deal? I know you've been in New York for, for years and years and years and years and years. Yeah. I mean, this is why I started doing this show, actually, is because December is when I get homesick every year. I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> it's uh-huh. not the same. And the, like the date that I notice it is always December 1st because this thing happens in Sweden on December 1st where you have Advent. Mm. And I don't know if you celebrate Advent. Yeah, we do, yeah. In in Sweden, the tradition is like on December 1st, everybody has Christmas lights in their window. Oh, okay. You don't put it up before you put it up on the date. Oh, okay. And that like 
when I was a kid, I would expect it and then it would happen and it would be just like the most beautiful thing because you'd be going through these months and months of increasing darkness and then suddenly one day everything would be light. And it was just so beautiful. Like it felt like unspoken community because you could see it, but you wouldn't talk about it. And now I'm watching you via Zoom. I can see the emotion in you as you remember those yeah. sort of times. Yeah. I mean, I, I loved that. And here, like December comes and you just keep working. Yes, you keep working. How have you yeah. been working these last uh, few months since we last spoke? Um, I mean, I'm teaching on Zoom mainly. And trying to create, I'm just, I'm creating as much as I can because it, it keeps me hopeful. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of, a lot of my creative process is a long game. So I have a lot of projects that I started or thought up in the pre-COVID world that now I'm like, okay, well, I have the time to do these. I don't have the money to actually execute them, but someday in the future, hopefully, I will be able to do these to the fullest extent. So let's take this time to actually create them. So anyone who has ever met you or knows you know that you are a complete and permanent optimist. You've always got a smile on your face and you always look at the good and the best in people. These last eight months have you know, been difficult for you uh, from an artistic viewpoint. And not only that, but musicians have to earn to keep the roof over their head and to feed themselves. And it's been a difficult time. But um, we, we, we spoke early in the year where, you know, I think a lot of people were worried just because of your honesty on how, how you were feeling. Do you, are you beginning to see the shoots of, of a different world in 2021? No, not yet. Um, I believe that it will come. But, I mean, there's always, there's always two sides to it. Like, the reason I hold on to hope and I create hope is because I need it. Mm. Um, the like that podcast where things got so dark. Like I'm in that space. I would say a third of my life, and the other two thirds, I'm in the hopeful space, and I oscillate between the two. And wow. I'm glad that we did that podcast from that space because that's part of it. Like you have to you have to acknowledge the whole, the entirety of your your humanity, and I think that our role as artists has always been to, to either bolster hope or fabricate hope mm. because that, like that's our place in society. That's our place in the culture is to create something for everybody to be proud of within themselves. But the thing with music and certainly live performance, which you thrive on, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's very much how you are feeling in that moment will come out in your instrument, won't it? Absolutely. Can you put a mask on? Is it possible if you're in a, a dark place at that moment to put a mask on and be potentially nope. who you're not? Nope. But that, like the title of this record is actually a perfect representation of my experience of that, is that it is both. It's always both. Dark is light, it's dark. Like there, everything exists within the other thing. Like the, we did a podcast a couple of years ago on the record on After Us. Yes. Which, I mean... A lot of people have told me that that's a beautiful and hopeful record. It's about death. <laughs> it's the record my dad listened to as he was dying. Like that is a hard, heavy, intense, painful record. But there's still hope in it. And that's the and thing. like my focus. My focus in that record is about, um, like the idea of something happening after that that is the only thing that we actually do know. Well, I think in the last podcast, you said there has to be hope because without hope, what is there? And I sort of paraphrase what you're actually saying there. And with this album, Dark Is, Light Is, it's really interesting because it wasn't what I expected for a <laughs> collection, a collective of <laughs> tunes to be put together in this Double, time. Am I ever, am I ever what you expect? <laughs> no. No, in person you are. You're sort of complete fun and uh, you, you just love giggles. But um, yeah, you, your music never does sort of, when you send me your, al your albums, I think <laughs> I know what I'm going to listen to. But the reality is when it comes through my speakers, it isn't. 
So tell me where this music comes from. This music, I mean, it, it comes from a space of being homesick, first of all. Yeah. Of like, of being homesick for my culture. So it's an abstract, it's an abstract thing of like, I'm not necessarily homesick for a specific place. It's more just like what it feels like to be in that community. Yeah. Um, this record, this music, I, when I was a kid, this music was like on December 13th, I would always have multiple concerts. I think the year I had the most, I had like 15 or 16 concerts in one day. And I loved it. Wow. They're short. And it's always this set of music. And the holiday that is Lucia, what you do is you you bake these like saffron things that are really delicious that you're supposed to only eat on that day. But of course, everyone eats them for all of December. And then you wear all white with a red sash if you're Lucilla, which is supposed to represent the blood of the martyr, which you know what, like age four. Oh, someone died. And that's why I'm wearing this, <laughs> which is so Swedish. And then you do this processional where you sing these songs a cappella. You walk in singing one of them and it's always the same. And then you do these songs and then you walk out singing the same song. And only on Lucilla are these songs performed. Some of them are for the whole season, but there's a couple of these that are just on that one day. And I always love the idea of music being the center of this holiday. Like it's not about gifts. It's not about anything. There's some food involved. That's like part of it. But it's music and community and food and light. And that's what Lucilla is all about. And I loved the concept of music being the thing that brings us hope in the darkest of times. Should we, should we have a listen to a track, Elsa? Absolutely. Which one would you like to choose? Um, let's And don't ask with... me to pronounce it. Oh, come on. <laughs> um, let's start with, let's start with the one that is the processional, which is the third one on the record. It's called Sancta Lucida. Originally, this one is like a super slow. My mom used to always say that all Swedish Christmas music sounds like funeral marches. <laughs> and this one to me, I was like, the lyrics are so joyful. And the one, the one lyric that always stuck with me is like, is a line about the sleeping shadows in the parts that the sun forgot about. Oh. It's really, it's just really sweet. And whenever we would sing this when I was a kid, I would think like, this is such a joyful song. Why does it sound so sad? So I rearranged it. And now it's in a really weird time signature and it's super fast. <laughs> Nothing's ever in the normal time signature where the author of Between the Beats is concerned. I think this one's in, oh, you know what? Let's not... Let's not say what it's in, and if you can figure it out, write me. <laughs> right. It's obviously, I, it's, it's written down for me, and it's, it just, it's, it actually pronounced the way I would. Sancta Lucia. So, but that's, that's actually wrong. Can you say it again? I mean, in Swedish, Sancta Lucia. Oh, okay. Wrong is a harsh word. It's just a different language. <laughs> Let's have a little listen, shall we? wasn't what I expected. That was more oh, if good. that was more if uplifting than you suggested. Well, yeah, I want so that was actually what I wanted to do with these songs is bring out the the emotion like for me growing up in Sweden my experience of that a lot of the time was like you don't show your strong emotions. Can, hang on a second. This is from a country that gave the world ABBA. Right, but yeah, they did. But do you feel like ABBA is effusive or do you feel like they're kind of controlled? 
Do you know? I don't know. It's just whenever I see an, whenever I hear ABBA, it just makes me feel a obviously it takes me back a very long time. So I have right. all these memories come through my head of what was happening at that time. And I just can't be sad when I listen to them. But yeah, as it controlled, yeah, obviously very controlled. But yeah, who cares? That's what I mean, it's like it's more it's more that it's like you show your feelings in a socially respectable way. Uh, okay. Yeah, you can show them, mm-hmm. but there's a context and there's a there's a packaging for how you're supposed to experience things. You know I, how I feel about packaging. Uh, yes, it's very important to you, but. Um... You know, yeah. you, you, you're, you're leading me down the road to uh, thinking that all Swedish people are very sensible. Um, I don't know. You're That's not denying it. There's a, there's, a bit of a, there's a bit of a pause in this one. Well, it, it depends on what you mean by sensible. Um, yes, fair point. There's, there's a, like, there, is, there is something to being able to know, know what your feelings are and be able to express them in a sensible way. Oh, now that but is there's a... another thing... Yeah, that is um, a podcast in itself. Knowing your your knowing your emotions and being able to put those over, yeah. But the other thing of like, you don't want to express feelings too effusively. That like, there's there's a limit for how much you are allowed to feel, and that is not necessarily always healthy. Opinion, not I don't I don't know. Um, no, but opin- opinions are important in life, aren't they? Because uh, yeah. opinions are, are, are exactly that. It's an opinion. It's not necessarily fact. It's an opinion. And, right. you know, and those that don't voice opinions, uh, it's really often quite hard to build a rapport with them because you don't know from which angle they come from. Mm-hmm. And that's the good thing about music is that we will listen to different types of music, different genres, and potentially we'll all have an opinion. And just like and when great. Well, just like when I first met you and I pigeonholed you into one certain genre and then suddenly realised after I got to know you, you're not in any genre at all. You flip between them all. Well, genre is just another division. Like it's not it's not necessary. Yeah, you do, you like division though. You like packages. You like you like Oh, I definitely love staying in my lane. <laughs> <laughs> so you um my computer is on a desk right now that is actually a shelf that's just bolted to the wall because I sit on the floor and it's covered in guitar pedals and pine cones and a computer. Now where does that sorry guitar I get the guitar pedals by the way I didn't know Cody played guitar until I saw the um No they're mine. <laughs> oh yeah loop, looping pedals. Yeah absolutely yeah for yeah for flute But playing. yes uh Cody's an amazing bass and guitar player. Do you know he's an brilliant uh, drummer and I never knew he played git- uh, bass guitar. Well, that's another that's another thing of like the the lines aren't as hard as you think they are. Like if you want to be a brilliant drummer, you're going to be better if you understand harmony and melody. <sighs> Do you know it all makes if you me feel a brilliant s- flute player, you have to understand rhythm and harmony. Like we have to we have to look at it holistically or we're missing out. I feel so inadequate. I can't actually do anything. I can't do anything. It's, uh, you know, you see people like, yeah, you see people like Cody, you see people like Jose, and you see lots of all these other people that just pick up one instrument and then they pick another one. They're just brilliant. And I can just sit and smile, open my eyes and just say, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm uh, one of my, one of my COVID projects is to learn how to play bass. It's, uh, it's going really well. <laughs> I know four songs. Do you know, I did have a COVID project. I went through lots of um, Netflix things in the evening. We, f- we found it family bonding because obviously all my grown-up kids came home. And we found it bonding and we went through things like Shit's Creek, which we absolutely adored. And we've gone through lots of these you know, uh, Netflix series. And then we, I said, when we went into second lockdown, which we've just come out of here in London... I said to my wife that I would learn, I would begin to do something that I've always wanted to do, which was to learn acoustic guitar. Oh, do it. And, you know, I didn't. And the reason I didn't is we got a dog. We, we got a rescued, we rescued a seven-month-old um, Bedlington Terrier. I'm sure she'd love guitar. Well, more than she, more she does the flute. Good grief. There is something, there's something about overtone to it's just my flute playing that she doesn't like. But I didn't, I didn't get the, I think I've almost wasted eight months because I could have picked up an acoustic guitar, tried to pretend to be a little kid again, and then just sort of ended up playing the Streets of London song at the end of the year. But no, you're exactly right. It's, um, it's all comes down to, you know, be willing to, 
I mean, you, you say so you like to stay in the lane, but you don't always stay in the same lane. You know, if, if oh, it's... I, I don't like to stay in the lane at all. Cody and I were talking about this the other day in terms of rules and following them versus not following them. Because musically, I don't follow rules. No, but you've learnt you learnt the rules to start with before you decided to Absolutely. break them. Oh, I love studying Bach. Like it makes me so happy because he doesn't follow the rules either. Someone else came up with the rules analyzing his music. Yeah. But if he were if he were to follow all of the rules that people talk about within his music, it would lose the magic that it is. You have to know the rules so that you can not necessarily break them, but deviate from them intelligently. Yeah, yeah I mean, we're into an area that uh, educationally and on the intelligence level, you would um, tie me in knots. So can we deviate off quickly before I embarrass myself? Sure. <laughs> that was easy, wasn't it? Uh, let's have another Whatever song. Yeah, okay. no, no, no. I don't like to be embarrassed too much. I'm going red already. Anyone that's watching this on Zoom will see. Um, <laughs> let's, let's have another piece, sure. shall we? Um, let's listen to... So this is one that goes, um, it's number five. This is one that the title translates to, we're lighting a thousand Christmas lights. So it's kind of like that moment in early December. And what I did, what I've done for a lot of these is I've been exploring making videos, which, you know me, I, I will do things as an improvisation just to see what happens. Mm-hmm. And with this one... Um, some of our really dear friends actually gave us a car, um, which has been a huge help for mental health, just being able to get out of the city. And the first thing we did with this car was to do a, like, you know, that the thing from Amelie where there's the garden gnome that goes Uh, around the world. We did that with a bunch of characters and they went all over New York. Are we going to talk about the characters in a minute, are we? Yes. Okay. Let's hear the song. Let's hear the song. I'm not going to pronounce it because it would be absolutely ridiculous. Shall I give it a go? Yes. Uh, can you correct Please. me afterwards just so that people okay. know it doesn't actually sound like this? So where's my glasses? I put my glasses down. Because without my glasses, this is going to sound even... Okay, I haven't got the glasses. Here we go. Um, new new Tandus Tucson Julius. <laughs> Ah, see, I can almost be Swedish. Let's yeah. in, let's enjoy this, shall we? Let's hear it.
that was lovely. Now you've actually described what the scene was. I understand it now. And it just goes to show that understanding the narrative of a piece of music is so important. Because yeah. I, th- I, was, I was mentioning to you in the well, whilst we were listening to the music that when I listened to it, to it earlier, I, I, I loved it, but I didn't know why. And now you explain that it was to do with all these lights going on on the 1st of December. It sort of... It opens the music up for me. Yeah. I mean, story narrative stories is there's such a history of that in music. Like there's concert notes for just about everything. Yeah, there are concert notes, but they tend to be the same concert notes that doesn't really tell you what's going on, what's the feeling, what you should be listening right. to, if there's a dialogue between the two and and um, I mean, I was I was reading something about Syrinx the other day, and um, I've got a podcast coming up in January. Bill Dowdle, professor at the Royal Irish Academy of Music, and he was saying that the original Syrinx was, was written between, uh, without bar lines. It was just Moise put the bar lines in. Yeah. And it's sort of when you understand just simple thing like that, you just think, well, perhaps Syrinx isn't played how I expected it to be played, and I've always played it. Mm-hmm. And it's under, again, it's understanding the narrative. It's understanding cultural context, which is the thing, like, the, that's the thing I'm talking about with the artist role, is we are expressing our time. That's what we're doing. If we're creating in a time, we're expressing that time. Whether we're playing written music or not, it's an expression of where we are in history. So when you're right, did you write the, are these notated, these pieces, or...? Are they free? Um, they are. They are lead sheets. Okay. So they're jazz. So the original melodies are easy to find. You can just Google because um, they're basically all public domain. And my arrangements of them, I'm having the idea in this moment. I should put them up somewhere so you can check them out. Well, how about on my website? Yeah. If you want to go see the actual charts. Most of it is improvised, but it's improvised in the context. So, like, I changed all the chords, I changed most of the melodies, and then we improvise over the framework of what the arrangement of the original was. So every performance, including the performance of this, is in the moment. It will never be performed mm-hmm. the same way again. No, that's the beauty of improvisation. It's, it's now. So if you were to play that same piece again, it would differ quite fundamentally? It, yeah. I mean, the melody would be the same. The, the original, the beginning and the end of the songs would be the same, but everything in the middle would be different. So Elsa, tell me about these little characters. Because on your album, you get some little characters, don't you? And they're so sweet. They're amazing. I, 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 I first thought you were crackers. When you, when, when, when you sent me the album and then there was this sort of page of people, I thought, what is she doing now? So can you tell me about it, please? <laughs> crackers. That's a good word. (laughs) Well, the characters are actually from a poster for the show that my older brother, during the years where he was a visual artist, he made me this poster that was amazing that had a bunch of different characters. Yeah, should I just Um, say what they are, shall I? Well, what what I see, Uh there's a beautiful lady in a white dress. I don't know if she's a queen, but she looks beautiful. And there's lots of... She's a Oh, okay. And then there's a dancing cat and a dancing elf or gnome um that's that's a little santa oh, a little the, santa okay yeah. that's because i haven't got i can't find my glasses on my desk i mean the the thing with santa in sweden is that the gnome character and the santa character are kind of kind of the same <laughs> so they're like Christmassy, but also not ah and then you go down and you've got a moose now we all think of scandinavia <laughs> and the moose don't we so we have the moose Hang on, and then we've got a chicken, and then we've got a crow or a blackbird. Elsa? Uh, You'll have to ask my brother about those. I have no idea, but I love them, so they're there. Um, The chicken I do know. It's it's part of inside joke in my family that when my brothers and I moved out, my mom filled her empty nest syndrome with literal chickens. (laughs) And she was living in in a, like, small apartment in the city and just like filled one of the bathrooms with baby chickens really and then she moved out to the country but um yeah so chickens are a big uh, thing okay got you 
This specific one is uh, there's a Swedish children's book that's Sven Nordqvist, and there's all these illustrations, and this chicken is kind of in the style of, of his books. Right. So tell me, why include tiny characters with the album? Um, well, I wanted to make... I wanted to make music videos for this because that's one of the things that I've been exploring a lot during COVID is you can call it a multimedia thing, but just having a visual aspect and a visual experiential aspect to go along with music when you can't have live performance, I think it, it brings you in on a different level too. So I wanted to have these characters doing things and specifically spreading light. So the one that we just listened to, they're they're walking, they're going all these places in the city, and leaving glitter. Have you thought about leaving, sort of cutting these out and just writing little hopeful messages and just leaving them around Manhattan? They would blow away. Oh, um, true. Yes. Otherwise, otherwise, that's a good idea. Uh, what I am doing is I'm I'm taking the ones that were in the videos and I'm putting them in the packaging of the of the ornaments. So if people buy the CD, they they get one of the characters from the movies with it. Ah. It's not a CD, it's a download code with an ornament. It is, yes. Because no one has no one has CD players anymore anyway. No, it's very true. Do you know, even in my mm -hmm. car, my mm -hmm. car's only about 18 months old, there's still a CD player, but I've got nothing to put inside uh, it. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's strange, <laughs> isn't it? strange. Yeah. We played two or three pieces. We played two. We played two, right. So the t first two that we've played are very different in theme and in tone. Should we have a very quick listen to another one without just want to tempt people in because yeah. there is sometimes when you hear an album and then you understand the story behind it and the reasons why it's been put out and because it doesn't necessarily fit within our cultural norm, mm -hmm. you should be able to listen to an album and say, actually, we can fit it in because we all have Advent. I mean, in the US, once you finish Thanksgiving, right. the decorations stay up, don't they? And then it becomes yes. way. But, you know, in Europe, in, or certainly in the UK, Christmas starts on Christmas Eve and we actually don't mm -hmm. go back to work until after New Year. So we have this huge, great holiday period. Right. So our, you know, our emphasis on the festive period is very much sort of before Christmas and after Christmas. And then two years ago, when I took my family over to California for Christmas, what I was really surprised about, we went to Disney on Christmas Eve and we left Disney just after midnight, so Christmas Day morning. And then Boxing Day, well, we call it Boxing Day, but the day after Christmas Day, everything was open as Christmas had gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the way society functions here, they don't leave you a lot of space to breathe. No. So we, we breathe for, and we sort of indulge. We use it as a season of indulgence. Mm -hmm. And this album, when I've listened to it two or three times through, I think I mentioned this before, you go along one path and I'm quite comfortable in listening because you don't write easy music. You don't write something that you sit back and just think, oh, that's beautiful. You have to listen and then you have to contextualize what, because you, you, if it's quite intellectual music, you write. And then when, you, when you've got into that theme of what you're writing, then you decide just to take the listener off in a different angle. Is that on purpose or is that still within the narrative of the music, of the, of the, the piece that you are uh, writing about? I mean, it's both. It's definitely on purpose, but I... I want, I want the experience of anyone listening to this to be that we are on a, we're exploring something together. Yeah, and because it's live, it's a, it's, a, it's a live exploration, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we recorded this during COVID times. We like wore masks, everyone but me, because you can't wear a mask and play mm -hmm. a flute and recorded. We hadn't played together in six, eight months, whatever, how, however many months. We recorded it in late October. And how long did it take and you? And one day. Wow, a day. It's all, everything on the record is just one take. We just went into a room and played the songs like two or three times each and then picked our favorite and that's what's on the record. It's live, like you're, you're there with us and that's, that's the feeling I want. Yeah, naked. There's sort of, it's, it's all there. Honest. Yeah, okay. Presence. Yeah, not honest, yeah. Um, so what should we listen yeah. to? What, let's listen to, this is a hard choice. Oh, Jean-Paul, do you want one that's more 
classical, like classically intellectual, or do you want one that's more? Well, uh, I don't. I don't do intellectual. I do silly. I do one? silly. I do daft. I do the goons. I do, you know. Okay. I I do Mr. Bean. Now let's do classic. Let's, let's, let's do, do classical. Go on. Okay. Um, I changed my mind. We're okay. not doing classical. We're okay. doing we're doing the one about the Santas. Um, so this song, it's the second song on the record. It's called Hey Tonte Gubbarsloi Glossen. <laughs> I ain't going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Which means it translates to Hey Santas, Hate Your Glasses Together. So it's like a drinking song for a group of like the Santa gnomes. Um, and the lyrics are actually really dark. So normally this song is played in a really like jaunty and energetic way. Um, but the lyrics are all about how uh, we are only here for a fleeting while and it's just like a huge pain and like <laughs> a ton of hassle. <laughs> it's a huge pain and, that we're only on the planet for a little while. <laughs> well, no, the while that we are here is a huge oh, yeah. pain. And like it's um, so it's very like it's kind of an existential crisis of the Santas. To me. <laughs> um, and again, like with with the Sankt Lucia song, I flipped it from this slow brooding sad sounding thing to a really happy thing mm -hmm. and with this one i'm flipping it the other direction it's a really happy thing where the emotion underneath is this like we hate everything so instead i i tried to um express the emotion that's in the lyrics in the music okay let's go for it without me even attempting to pronounce the song <laughs> here we go I'm trying to visualize drinking Santas, little mini Santas, but... Well, just so you know, that's the next video that's coming out. <laughs> drinking Santa. <laughs> yeah, I have to make them beers still. I have to figure out how to do that. It'll be fine. Yeah, well, Cody, can, Cody can grow his own one. He could. No, no, like beers to drink. Oh, beers. Oh, yeah, but Santa yeah. has to have a beer. Does Santa have a beard in Sweden? Yes. Oh, it does, yeah. It has a yeah. beard all over. Oh, beers. You can have lots of beers. Yeah, if they're drinking. I mean, they're dancing with a cat right now, but I could replace the cat with a beer. This gets more crazy the more <laughs> I speak with you. Santa's <laughs> dancing with a cat. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> What's really interesting about the whole album is each song is very, very different. Or oh, it's not song. Each tune is very different to another. Mm -hmm. um, it's, is the order uh, done this way on purpose? Is there a reason why that you've put each one uh, with sitting within the album? Yeah. Um, I mean, I was I was playing with the dark light yeah. contrast in terms of in terms of the emotional center of the song, um, like having that feel circular, having that feel like a cycle that it keeps it keeps feeding into each other. Um, the other thing is like everything on this record comes from a hopeful place even even the songs that are darker it's still I want the darkness to feel like what Lucia always felt like for me which was 
like we have something that we know is going to change. We don't know when, but we know it's going to change. And like holding on to the hope and the knowledge that like what's happening right now is a precursor to something better. We have a lot of work to do, but it's still like that is that is what I wanted people to feel when they're done listening to this record that comforted next year we get to spend spend Christmas at home with our families I mean if someone had asked us eight months ago that we'd still be in this situation now we wouldn't be able to understand or comprehend it I'm already we're saying in 12 months time hopefully we'll be able to go out in the evenings experience live gigs and we'll be able to be, yeah, be where we are. Yeah, and you'll be able to pay the bills and it'll all be like most musicians. And it, it it's, you know, I've spoken to so many that, and so many artists, and we won't go down the political route because, you know, there's very few governments around the world that actually understand the power of the arts and how the whole world has embraced music and embraced film and acting in the covid lockdown and yet the mm-hmm. we are the people that seem to be ignored and and you get the british government you know there was an, an advertising campaign that said um go and retrain yourself you know if you can't can't get work retrain yeah and yeah. um yeah, let let's yeah, let no you're exactly right we're going to finish this on a very positive one, note and th- one thing that i do want to just request of of listeners yeah is if you if you listen to music on Spotify and you love it, please go buy it straight from the artist. Absolutely agree. I'm not That's... saying don't use Spotify. Spotify is a great research tool. They are evil when it comes to how they treat artists. So take take personal responsibility for making sure that the people who are creating the things that you love are actually getting any support or any help to stay alive in this. I can't endorse this uh, that last statement more any stronger than you just have in that you need to buy the physical albums from the composers or the artists because that is the only way that they'll be able to put food on the table because if you're if you're just listening to this music through streaming services they get such well i think you've got to have a couple of million streams to be able to go and get a coffee so that is um yeah i mean i can tell you what what my year was like on spotify because that like that was my first of december experience this year was all my friends being like look at all the listens i had on spotify so i went and checked and i was really happy with how many people listened to my record yeah it was hundreds more than i expected i made nine dollars i can't even buy coffee for my band no no and it was thousands of listens yes and if 50 percent or even 10 percent 10% of those go out and buy the albums directly or get them as a download from your, your site. Then Get the, them on Bandcamp or on the artist's website. Yeah, and there's a big it's movement. better, but not much. Well, there's a big movement going on now, isn't there, online about support. Yeah. The only way you can support genuine artists is by getting them, putting the money in their pocket rather than in the pocket of Spotify. It's a great resource to check it, something else, but yeah. support yeah, the artist. Yeah, you know what you buy, course yeah support the arts Elsa you are you're a little ray of light you may not feel it but you know we've this last year we've you know we've we've spoken a few times on this podcast from you know quite a despairing place you're in and you know I will always thank you for being very open and honest about that and the feedback we got was you know it was almost okay for other people to feel like that because they heard me talking to somebody that was actually feeling like that and to be totally honest this second lockdown that we've had you know where's the first one I thoroughly I don't say I thoroughly enjoyed it but it was sunny it was hot and we spent four months outside because we have a we're lucky Mm -hmm. enough privileged enough to have a garden I struggled in the list this last four weeks. I've struggled with the dark nights. I struggled with not being able to get out. And mm-hmm. do you know, it it made me realise that we need we all need a bit of hope. We all need that bit of light. And in listening back to the, before I uh, spoke to you to, before I actually uh, got on to speak to you today, I was listening back to the previous podcasts, and you've sort of you've graduated through the scale. 
you know, from being quite low and being open about it to be still quite low, but coming through it to now being sort of, yeah, you know, a third of the time, you know, I'm in a dark place, but it's two thirds. And I think if we'd, if I'd offered you that option at the, right at the beginning, it was the opposite way around two thirds in a dark place. So yeah, for me, so, so for me, it's a privilege to be able to speak to you on this, on this lovely Saturday or Friday, actually, isn't it? It's Friday, um, near Christmas. And just to know that for anyone out there, there is hope. And hope is made through making music, through understanding music, but most importantly, in believing. And if you believe, if you don't believe, you're not going to get anything Christmas Day, are you? Or Christmas Eve, as uh, it happens in most of Europe when you open your presents. For us, it's Christmas Day. So you have to believe. If you don't hear the bells, you don't believe anymore. And then you don't get a present. And there are bells in this record somewhere. (laughs) So it's been a privilege to be able to, I wouldn't say follow your journey, but to see you still making music. part of my journey. This... Like this has meant a lot to me to do these interviews and I really appreciate it too. And you will come, you will come through this. You are coming through this much stronger. And I look forward to the music making that you, when you start getting out there live again, playing to seriously good audiences, you are going to be a different musician. I already am. Yeah. I'm, I'm what I'm noticing now is uh, learning the parts of who I am as an artist that are actually what I want to be and the parts of who I am as an artist that are like, I don't really, I don't need that. That's a lesson that we all need to apply really. And I think if we haven't... We have the time right now. Yeah, if we haven't spent the time sort of looking, I think the thing with me, the older I get, I have gone through um, periods where I sort of wondered who I was and wondered what I'm actually doing. Um, but the thing with COVID is it it's put the whole world into a very different place. And I think we all have to come out as very different individuals and, a, and society has to come out very differently. I can see Elsa's flowering. So, you know, thank you again for the journey. Elsa, where can everybody find? The most important part about this is where can people find the album? This album is on Bandcamp. Um, you can find it if you go to bandcamp.com and search Dark Is Light Is or search my name, you can find everything on there. You can get it either as a download or as a ornament with a personalized card um, with one of the characters in it. And yeah, I'll get that sent. It's it's me doing it. And I like I have this like wax that I melt on it and put a snowflake on it and I'll get it sent to you as soon as I can. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I always, the thing is, it doesn't, doesn't matter how many albums or CDs I get. I always like the CD that has that little message inside or just something from the, uh, I suppose it goes back to being a child collecting autographs. There was just something that I had from the originator of something, whether it be an actor or a sportsman. And especially when it comes to music, there is just something, when somebody's put their hand Mm-hmm. To to a creation, and it may just be a CD or an album. There's just something magical about seeing that hand, the actual hand on it. It's an acknowledgement that we are in this ecosystem together. It is. So please, everybody, go and hunt out or go and look for Dark Is Light Is on Bandcamp, and just check out. If you can't find it, just check out Elsa's website, which is. Elsa Nilsson Music. Yeah, you say it much nicer than me. And also, most um, importantly, can you follow Elsa on social media? Yes, I am on Instagram and I am on Facebook, both Elsa Nilsson Music. And you can catch That's, up with anything yeah. there that Elsa puts up. Yeah, and always feel free to write me. I'm not the fastest at responding, but I do respond. No, because the thing is, you have a life. You don't spend your life... I have I have a lock on my phone for how much time I allow myself to be on social media for the sake of my mental health. Oh, do you know, I couldn't. I, I applaud you, my lady. I applaud you. <laughs> but also, you don't have a scrolling finger. And that, for me, is the biggest compliment I can pay to anybody, is that they have a life outside of social media. The analog world is a beautiful place. 
And on that note, I have to say, Elsa, thank you very much for coming on this week for this little extra pre-Christmas podcast. I wish you, Cody, and all your family and friends a beautiful, festive Christmas spirit. And, you know, next year will be better. We can only we can only hope because, as you've said in, in the past, without hope, what is there? And say, so keep smiling. Lovely to speak to you again. And you are looking in a very different place. And for that, thank you. Thank you so much for having me back. I love doing these. It's great. Mary, oh, we need to play out to one of your pieces, shouldn't we? Let's do it. Let's do, um, okay, let's do the one that I didn't do before. Let's do number six, the Yulpolska, which is just a straight up Christmas song. And what I did with this one for my fellow nerds out there is I took harmonic concepts from Oliver Massian and mixed them with a dance rhythm from Argentina called the Chacarera. <laughs> so this is Sweden, Argentina, and classical music. Again, nothing ever surprises me with Elsa. <laughs> Happy Christmas, Elsa. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, everybody, and speak to you all soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Talking Flutes and Talking Flutes Extra are podcast productions by the Trevor James Flute Company. For more information, visit trevorjamesflutes.com.